Welcome, for your listening pleasure, to the one and only Deep Dish Talking, Calling, and Probably Screaming Podcast. Yep, you know it. It's What'd You Say? The place where we break down all things communication, tidbits on conversation, technology that has enhanced it, and stupid things people have done because of it. I'm your host, Exner, and once again, you're listening to What'd You Say? I have a lot of experience with communication personally, dear listener, as I have had many a conversation and have been put into many a situation. The biggest thing that has drawn me into how people communicate is my general love for people and the way they interact. For whatever reason, I'm drawn to the way human beings talk to one another. Maybe it's the fact that people have tried to figure out how to properly explain their thoughts for decades and yet we still mess it up. So on this podcast, my mission is to delve into just why haven't we figured it out. And in my own life, how crazy some people are. So hold tight and listen in. When people think of communication, they immediately go straight to chewing the fat, shooting the breeze, blabbing. That's right, talking. Or if you want to get technical, verbal communication. But thing is, there are five forms of communication. Verbal covers everything from shouting to whispering to just having a relaxed conversation over a good cup of joe. You start to doze off, the sun hits your back, warming you, so you slide down in your chair as your body keeps on talking, whoops, sorry, I got distracted. But that's a great way for me to say that tone and pitch have a big part in verbal communication. Have you ever yelled at a dog but said happy words? It acted like you were telling it it was a bad dog, right? Do the same thing, but flip it, where you're saying something mean, but in a happy voice. The dog wags his tail and is happy. Why? Because of your tone. However, in that scenario, most people will change the way their face looks, body posture, and general demeanor. This is called nonverbal communication. Let's take a scenario of your boss. Take a minute to picture him in your mind. Okay, you got it? Let's say that you had this great idea for a project, and you're doing a classic elevator pitch. Everything you say sounds great, and your boss is saying he likes it. However, his body language, or nonverbal, is not. He sighs after you finish, his arms are crossed, and even though his words are saying yes, his body is saying no. Nonverbal communication almost never goes by itself. Of course, once you know what to look for, you know exactly what they're thinking. Like just last week, I ate the last cookie. <laughs> My girlfriend's nonverbal communication was not happy. If looks could kill. (laughs) So we have verbal and nonverbal, and most people will say, yep, that's about right. But there's another one that we need to talk about, and that's written communication. It's pretty straightforward. When someone writes you a letter, that's written communication. When you're reading a book, that's written communication. When you get a love poem from a secret admirer, that's written communication. All of it boils down to the third, written communication. In some ways, texting can be seen as written communication as well. I once was in a protest for those who have no voice about their lives, and for the protest, I had to not speak for as long as possible. So during the entire school day, I did not speak. I did use some body language, like shaking my head no, or nodding yes, 
but what I mainly used was a pen and pad to let my friends know what I wanted to say. Let me tell you, you think it's easy to go for an entire day without talking? But it ain't. Plus, your mouth gets all dry and tingly. I digress. Let's get back into it. Now, when you speak, there's usually someone else, right? Unless you're like me and talk to yourself or the cat. <laughs> Besides that, though, normally you have another person. And that person is actively listening, which is our fourth form of communication. Active listening plays a huge part in communication. For example, if I have my earphones in and my girlfriend is talk, talk, talking away and I don't hear a word, how am I supposed to have gotten anything from it? Her words fall on deaf ears and I don't receive the info she wanted to give me. So when she asks later if I took out the trash and fed the cat, I'm going to say, um, you didn't tell me that. And she will say, yes, I did. You just didn't listen. Side tidbit for you, listener. Did you know that people prefer a listener to a talker? Studies show that if you go for coffee with someone and don't speak as much and listen more, the person that you're talking to will remember that conversation as a good one. Kind of ironic that conversations are supposed to go two ways, but we prefer it to be one way. Now, there's only one left for the four five parts of communication. And the last one is visual communication. But Exner, you might be saying, isn't that nonverbal communication again? Not quite. It's everything that doesn't have words or body language. But simply, it's anything pictures or what is visual appealing to the eye. Advertisements are sometimes solely visually communicating. Like a billboard with a big picture and not much words are meant to communicate whatever is in the picture. Instagram, for example, is mainly visually communicating to everyone who scrolls that their user has the best life. Visual communication can be quite deceiving, however. For example, with Tinder users and getting catfished, hopefully you haven't been at the receiving end of this kind of thing. All of the information in this section of our podcast was brought to you by Goodwin College of Professional Studies, professional blog, Five Types of Communication. So, a story on verbal communication. My very own brother knows exactly when I am truly paying attention to him and when I'm not, simply by the tone and change of my voice. At one time, I unfortunately did not read his tone very well. He was sliding off a big piece of snow that ended in landing directly on the hard frozen ground. He laughed at me when I said I didn't want to get hurt and said in a sarcastic tone, Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. I then attempted the same stunt and was immediately winded and regretted ever living. <laughs> it would have been great if I had known he was being sarcastic. A nonverbal story, too, for you, dear listener. I was once with my girlfriend seeing the town, and as our conversation went, all of a sudden I noticed she wasn't really talking to me more anymore. I asked what was bothering her, and she said nothing. I'm fine. For all of you out there who don't know, what that means, it means you said something that I didn't like, but I want you to know what it is. Of course, I don't mean that, but when her body read that way with her arms crossed, refusing to meet my eyes, and generally seeming upset. To be honest, that interaction probably didn't end with me looking good, but sometimes conversations go that way. There are a few things I could say about written communication. However, one time, 
I decided that I really, really liked a girl. And I thought to myself, what a good idea it would be to write her a note and tell her how I feel. She was volunteering at the same time I was at a summer camp. I knew I didn't have much time, so I wrote out a heartfelt note to explain what I felt inside. And before she left to go home, I gave it to her. She gave me a look that I dreamed of and then said, okay, bye. She left, and when I finally had the means to contact her, she never got back to me. Just goes to show, sometimes what you say in a written note could be better said out loud. Or maybe not at all. <laughs> this doesn't entirely directly tie into active listening, but it's entertaining, so I'm going to tell it to you anyway. My brother and I were trying to get home after a long Christmas holiday at my folks. We were all ready and waiting at the airport, and according to the email I'd gotten, we were at the right plane dock. After a while of not hearing any announcements for our flight, I looked to my brother. Are we at the right place? I asked him. Oh, for sure we are. Little did we know that we had in fact been called twice to our correct flight. But we didn't know that. And it had been changed locations a few moments earlier. So we missed the takeoff. Thankfully, after tearfully coming to the reception desk, they allowed us to switch flights. I was very disappointed that I didn't realize my mistake. If only I had been listening. So with visual communication, I had a bit of confusion with a Snapchat, a well-known media site known for using pictures. I was snapping a girl that I thought was cute, and she was sending me face pictures, which, if you don't know, is usually a good sign while Snapchatting. I then began to express interest in her, and I quickly found out that she was not in my age range. And embarrassed, I quickly backed away. Appearances aren't everything, folks. Alright, here's a random fact for you. Did you know that cats don't meow or purr for other cats, but only for humans? They imitate our sounds to try and communicate with us. Honestly, I find that adorable. So remember how I was talking about all the forms of communication? Well, the thing is, we need all five of those methods to truly feel heard and be heard. With the development of cell phone technology, you would think that would be doing great. Talking to anyone, anytime, anywhere. But unfortunately, there is one method that is very hard to capture over a cellular device, and that's nonverbal communication. There's a lot of speculation that a part of the reason that this generation is percentage-wise more depressed and anxious is this lack of true communication. So, if you're feeling low and disappointed, sometimes it's good to be in person with a loved one. I know that that isn't always possible, but a warm embrace, a smile, and the presence of someone you care for can go a long way. Cell phones are an amazing technology that has advanced our civilization farther than we can ever imagine, but it can also be a burden, and can somewhat alienate you from what those you need to see the most. Cell phones are also a leap in news technology, or written com communication as well. News that could take days to reach small towns and urban villages now takes seconds. Knowledge is at the push of a button, and Donald Trump's newest tweet is there in a flash. These things are all well and good, but can become draining, and honestly can really hurt a person. We as human beings were never meant to know everything. If we did, I think we would lose a lot of our joy and curiosity. 
Talk face to face with the love of your life. Put the phones in a box. Sometimes we can have too much of a good thing. And to be honest, in my own personal life, I haven't been able to speak with my parents very often. They're always working or busy doing something with their friends or, you know, volunteering. And it's really hard not to be able to talk to them as much as I'd like to. Even with the cell phones, I might text my dad and he won't answer me for another couple hours, sometimes days, depending on what's going on. And it really sucks. I really wish that we would be able to hang out more often and do things together, but it just doesn't work out that way. And I can't really do much about it. My brothers and sisters and all my family are not exactly close to my location and I can't hang out with them whenever I feel like it. And when I was young, I took all those things for granted. I took the communication that I had with my family and friends for granted. And to be honest, I kind of regret it. So if you're still young enough to be close to all your family or if you just live in the same place that your family does, I would strongly, strongly advise you to go give them a hug. You know, even just say, hey, dad, you want to go out for coffee? Because when it's gone, it's just, you know, too good to be true. That it's no longer just at the tips of your fingers. And it's something that you won't always get to remember when you're older. This easy communication. My brother and I, we call fairly often, thankfully, but when we were together at home, we would talk all the time. We would tell each other everything. We'd stay up late hours talking and laughing. And my brother, who is an extremely quality time type person, enjoyed those moments. And I remember him being there for me. And now that I'm on my own, going to university and seeing new places and talking to new people it's hard and the fact of the matter is COVID-19 with all of the restrictions is really hard too it blocks a lot of that communication too especially some of the more face-to-face kind of uh, communications with the non-verbal I can't see people all the time the person I see the most is my fiance and um, I can't always get to experience that one-on-one communication Just one more thing before you go. Remember that communication goes two ways. And once you nail good communication, you're guaranteed a better life and a whole lot less strife. Remember to listen sometimes as well as talk and that your body language might betray you. So it's always better to tell the truth. I'm Exner, and this has been another episode of What'd You Say? (laughs) 